Lindsay here. What if I told you, you could get unlimited access to some of my best hypnotherapy, mindset hacks, and courses right at your fingertips anytime you want it. It's all inside my Align Your Mind membership. Joining AYM gets you instant access to my entire digital hypnotherapy library with topics for any desire you have, plus a huge selection of bonus content, courses, trainings, and resources for deep, long-lasting transformations that I reserve for members' eyes only. Whatever you desire to embody or release, I got you covered, and there's always something new to explore and benefit from. Your biggest desires are waiting to be achieved, and the AYM membership can get you there. So to join and get more info, hit the link in the episode description and start exploring your limitless potential. Hola, senoritas. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to all the self-lovers out there. I see you, I feel you, and I want to invite you to my next Radical Self-Love Retreat, which is happening this October 2022. It is six days, all-inclusive of luxury, healing, expansion, fun, play, making friends, and just growing and retreating and resting in a lot of different ways. We're going to do fun Mexico stuff like ride ATVs, go to private beaches, hang out in a gorgeous villa. And we're also going to do the healing work of loving our inner child, working through some stuff, up-leveling in different ways. I can't really say exactly what we'll do until I have the whole group together because I feed off of the vibe of each woman and what every individual and what the collective needs. So each retreat's a little different, but just know that if you come to this one, it's for a reason. And if you're hearing this invitation and you're feeling called, then I would go ahead and apply at kelseyaida.com slash retreat. It will definitely sell out since it's the only one this year. And I cannot wait to see what magic unfolds because every single retreat I host is more magical than the last. Somehow, even the first one was like the best thing ever and they just keep getting better. So if you like the idea of going to Mexico, hanging out with like-minded women, doing healing work with me, having fun in the sun, this is your one and only chance. So get in while you can, kelseyaida.com slash retreat. And I hope to see you there. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another epic episode of Have Abnet. We are very excited to have you here. We're very excited to introduce you to our guest today, Mr. Coot Blackson. He is a transformational truth teacher and the best-selling author of You Are the One. And he has a new book coming out, very exciting, The Magic of Surrender, which already from the title, I can tell it's going to be a juicy one. <laughs> so very excited to have him here, Mr. Coot. Please say hi to everyone and tell them what you're all about. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm really looking forward to the interview and uh, just adding value to your to your audience. It's going to be a Let's really good conversation. Um, what's your story, Coot? How did you? Story? How did you like you know get into this work? Because I always love hearing about you know, what brought you to this moment sure, here? Sure, so sure. I think a lot of people find little nuggets of uh, familiarity, maybe they can relate to certain parts of your story. And so it really helps to, I mean, you know, you know what yeah. the value is. So let's hear it. Yeah. What brought you here today? Yeah, look, look, for me, I was, I was born in Ghana, West Africa. My father's from Ghana. My mother's Japanese. I grew up in London. Now I live in the US and Mexico and kind of all over. So uh, I feel like I've been on the path my entire life. Uh, there wasn't necessarily one particular moment when I started doing what I'm doing. For me, as a young boy, 
growing up in London, I was always a very empathic kid. I would feel people's feelings very deeply and people feel people's suffering. So there was always a part of me that wanted to alleviate people's suffering. I just didn't know what that would look like. And so I grew up in a very, I mean, some would call it unusual environment. For me, it was just normal because that's all I knew. Uh, like my first, one of my first memories was literally uh, being a chubby kid lost in the crowd and thousands of people and I see this crippled woman crawling on the floor she picks up the sand that this man walks on she wipes it on her face and stands up and so week after week I grew up seeing you know miracles blind people yeah. see deaf people hear the same man who sent she picked up I mean and this wasn't me watching it on tv this was me seeing it with my eyes every single day every single week and so uh you know basically my father was the man who essentially picked up and my father was considered a miracle man of Africa. And I so I grew up seeing blind people see and deaf people hear. And, you know, he'd look at a woman in a wheelchair and say, why are you in this wheelchair? Stand up. And so this was the sort of realm of possibility and environment I grew up in. And so when I was age eight, uh, I started speaking in my father's audiences and get my first speech at age eight. So you could say my speaking career began at that point. Um, and I was just thrown into the audience. And at age 14, uh, I was ordained as a minister in my father's church. My father built 300 churches in Ghana, West Africa, a huge church in London. And so I was given the, the mandate to take over my father's legacy and operation and empire, so to speak. And so it was interesting when I was ordained and it was announced when you just feel that something isn't quite right. And so I knew that this was not my path. I knew that this was not my destiny, but... I was too scared. I was too afraid to speak my truth. My fear was if I really dared to speak my truth, if I really dared to tell my father how I felt and be who I was, that I'd be outcast, that I'd be alone, that I would be abandoned, you know. And so for about four years, I went through a deep internal conflict, internal questioning, internal turmoil um, and said nothing. And so it took me about four years to muster up the courage to speak my truth and confront my father and I looked into my future and I felt this calling to come to America I felt this calling to come to the U.S. I wanted to come to the U.S. and Southern California to go to the sort of self-help and personal development personal growth because this is where all of the authors lived and the teachers lived everyone from Louise Hay and Mark Victor Hansen and Jack Canfield and so uh, I felt this calling and yet my soul was pulling me in a direction that was completely unknown Yet my entire life and my entire path was set out for me, you know, the, the expected path and there were all these expectations and so much pressure put on me to fulfill my father's legacy. And so I looked into my future and I saw that I could be successful by everyone else's standards. But if I didn't have myself, if I didn't have my integrity, if I didn't have my truth, if, if I didn't have my own soul, then what kind of success is that? And so um, I felt as though if I followed the expected path, it would be not only a complete betrayal to myself, but it would be a kind of soul suicide. And so at age 18, I spoke to my father, told him I wasn't taking over. That was the moment my, my, my life began, so to speak. And uh, we didn't speak for two years. It was really difficult, really challenging. I think sometimes people think that when you follow your truth and when you follow your purpose, everything is easy. I think sometimes when you follow your truth and follow your purpose, that's when the challenges really begin. And so that's when some of the challenges really started. And uh, kind of long story short, uh, left everything behind uh, and ended up winning a green card in the green card lottery, which was crazy. 
Wow. Uh, win a green card in the green card lottery. That brings me to the US, two suitcases, $800 in my pocket, knew no one in the country, just following my soul. And I'm a real believer that when you follow your soul, when you surrender and follow your deepest truth, uh, it's not always convenient. It may not always make sense to your mind, but you will always end up in the right place, even if the route that you take is not the most expected route. And so that's what I did. Came to the US, age 18, age 19, landed in Los Angeles, went and found teachers and mentors and authors, you know, all the folks I'd read about, Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, Louise Hay, you know, and studied from some of these folks, learned from some of these folks. And then after a few years of being in the US, uh, literally traveled the world, went to Israel, studied with some rabbis, went to Thailand, studied with monks, ended up in India. And that's what really impacted my life a lot, went to India and had certain experiences. And it was from that uh, internal freedom that I felt that I ended up coming back to the US and wanting to, maybe this was what, 18, 19 years ago, started coaching people one-on-one. -on -one. And one person came and another person came and, you know, my, my work grew and expanded and you know, 18 years later, 20 years later, here we are. Holy crap. That's the okay. short version. <laughs> I could keep going on and on, but uh, I'll let you, so, let, let you jump in. What a great, what a great journey. And there's so much to kind of unpack there. Number one, I love that you touched on the fact that, you know, and we've said it on the show, like if you follow your heart, if you follow your dreams, if you follow your soul, you're never going to end up in the right place. Absolutely true. Or in the wrong place. In the wrong place. <laughs> yes, absolutely true. However, you know, it needs to be said, it's not for the feeble. It's not for, it's not for the people that kind of want to play it safe and are comfortable in that safe zone. Cause you're right. That's when the challenges begin. Not everybody can come with you where you're going. And that's a hard pill to swallow sometimes. So I believe everybody's capable when they're ready, but you know, it's, it's definitely for you need to have your medal, you know what I mean, <laughs> in order to do these things. Yeah. You know, I think it, it can seem challenging following the unknown path or mm -hmm. following your truth. And it can seem sometimes difficult, but there's a couple of things. I think some of those challenges and difficulties are really the necessary preparation, yep. the necessary gymnasium that our soul needs to go through to prepare us to be able to fulfill our dream and vision. You know, those challenges really force us to evolve, force us to develop the mental, the emotional, the physical, the spiritual, the personality refinement to be able to be the one, be the person that's capable of serving the vision of our soul. If you look at Nelson Mandela, part of his path, I don't wish it on anyone. I don't know if I can handle it, but if you look at a Nelson Mandela, he followed his soul. That took him to 26 years in prison, 27 years in prison, which was insane. You know, yeah. when we look at, we look at that situation go, should he have not spent 26 years in prison? Perhaps it was that, that gymnasium, that process that really, put him in a situation to evolve, to reflect, to mm. develop, to develop that level of compassion, that level of resilience, that level of forgiveness, that level of vision that made him ready so that when he came out, he was able to have the, the soul force to be able to move the world in the way that he needed to be able to do so, that even when, he's, when his physical body is no longer, he's still impacting the world, you know? And so I think, uh, it, it is sometimes scary and difficult to follow your soul, especially when it's an unknown path. But I also think when you don't follow your soul, when you don't follow right. your truth, when you betray yourself, it's perhaps more difficult because now you have to live with the knowing 
that you're betraying yourself. Now you have to live with the pain of compromising your deeper truth. And I think quite often, many of us, we live with that pain, but we distract ourselves from it. We lie to ourselves, basically. We live with that pain yeah. and we distract ourselves from it. We drink it away, sex it away, drug it away, social media it away, you know, work it away, shop it away, succeed it away, you know, travel it away, just so that we don't have to feel that pain. But I think that pain that we feel from not honoring our soul, not honoring our truth is a blessing, is, feed, is feedback that we are not being truly authentic and honest with ourselves. So one place I would just invite people to start is realize that that pain is a blessing. That pain is feedback. That pain is trying to get your attention. And there's three, maybe a couple of questions I just invite people to sit with. This is something I had to sit with when I was a kid, when I was you know, 17, 18, reflecting on my future. Number one, because I think one of the things that stops us from really living, uh, living our potential, living and manifesting our destiny, breaking through to that next level are all the ways that we lie to ourselves in so many ways as human beings. Uh, out of self-preservation, out of fear, out of comfort. We, we lie to ourselves. We stay in relationships that we know it's not quite right. We work jobs that we know not the true expression for why we were born. And we settle and we rationalize and we negotiate and we make it okay. Yet deep down, we know, we know the truth. And so question number one, I just invite people to sit with is like, what lies am I telling myself? Just straight up, what lies am I telling myself? I think the ability for us to tell ourselves the truth, the willingness to tell ourselves the hard truth, even if you don't take action, even if you don't do something about it, but just the willingness to tell yourself the truth. You know what? I hate my job. You don't have to leave. You don't have to do anything, but I freaking hate my job. I'm not going to pretend anymore. I hate my job. And just feel that. You know what? I'm not in love with this person. This relationship is not right. You don't have to get a divorce. You don't have to take the pressure off of having to take action and just acknowledge the truth and, and let that marinate. See how that feels. That begins a process inside. So what lies am I telling myself? I think the truth will set us free. To me, truth is real spirituality. Truth is real meditation. Truth is real spiritual practice. And so truth, like what lies am I telling myself? What am I pretending to not know in so many ways? You know, we play this game of I don't know when this game of, let's say, confusion, like I'm not really sure what my purpose is when deep down we do have a sense. But the fear is if I really own my truth, what would the consequences be? My fear was if I really own my truth, then I'm going to have to speak to my father, leave the church. I'll never have a relationship again. I'm going to be alone. My life is over. This was my terror. This was my fear. So sometimes it's survival. It's a survival mechanism that prevents us from truly acknowledging what we really feel. And so what am I pretending to not know in so many ways? We play this game of I don't know, and we pretend as a smokescreen to protect ourselves from having to take action. And just so just sitting with the, the acknowledgement of the truth. And then I think lastly, the willingness to sit with and actually feel and be with and acknowledge and feel in your body, in your heart, the cost of the lies that we tell ourselves. Just to really feel like, wow, that this is actually painful. And to feel it. I think that begins a process of movement, of evolution, of transformation. So that's somewhere to start. I know I had to do that. And, and I know many of my clients do that. And, and, and it really starts the forward motion in a, in a direction.
The folks at Bioptimizers have done it again. They've just released their new and improved formula for magnesium breakthrough, the most powerful magnesium supplement on the market today. This product was already amazing, but Bioptimizers has continued to research and improve it. And this new fourth generation formula means magnesium breakthrough is now even more potent and effective for reducing stress, improving sleep, and boosting energy levels. If you've never tried magnesium breakthrough before, now is the perfect time to try it. That's because not only is magnesium involved in 80% of the body's metabolic reactions, but 75% of people are actually not getting enough magnesium, which can result in poor sleep, low energy, and even higher stress levels. In every bottle of Magnesium Breakthrough, you'll get seven unique forms of organic full-spectrum magnesium, which can dramatically improve your health. It can help you sleep longer and deeper, reduce stress levels and help you feel calm, and give you abundant all-day energy to win at life. And because it supports mental wellness, Magnesium Breakthrough can help you finally feel like yourself again. Listeners of High Vibe in it get an exclusive offer at magbreakthrough.com slash sweat10. Use sweat10 during checkout and save 10% off any order and get free shipping. Again, that special link is magbreakthrough.com slash sweat10 and use the code sweat10 during checkout to save 10% on any order and get free shipping. Kelsey, I know you, I know you have so much to say. One last thing I want to mention is I love that you said you don't have to do anything. Cause I think a, a big thing that stops people is, yeah. well, if I admit it to myself and I know that this is true, I, and I acknowledge that I know that it's true, then I'm going to have to make, then I'm gonna have to change my entire life. And so let me just pack it away. Let me just, as you said, distract myself and just make, you know, don't look at it and see how long I can get, <laughs> see how far <laughs> I can, you know, ride that horse into the ground. But it, it, I think that has an expiration date. It's like a slow, gosh, slow the death. way you said soul death. suicide. I don't know if anyone has ever put it in those terms on the show. Maybe they have, but when you said it, I was like, oh my gosh, that is, yes, that is what it feels like. It is absolutely true. Um, anyway, all good points. I'm, I'm obsessed with you. Go ahead, Kels. <laughs> Well, I'm just thinking how this comes up time and time again on the show, because it's so important to feel your feelings and be in touch with them. And just to start somewhere, because I think it can be scary, like, oh, my gosh, I'm supposed to embrace my pain. Oh, my gosh, I'm supposed to yeah. feel this horrible, uncomfortable sensation in my body. And it's like, once you do it one, two, three times, yeah. you realize you're not going to die. You're going to be okay. It's a sensation in the body. And when you can take away the pressure and the stories and just feel the actual feeling, the feeling in your body, the actual feeling, the actual sensation alone without all the other bullshit that we usually pile on top of it, it's not so much suffering. It's just the actual pain isolated mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to be in pain is just a part of the human experience that we signed up for so to be to be on this spiritual path and say oh i have to avoid my pain or it's not about being in pain or whatever like sometimes it is yeah. you know sometimes, sometimes that's exactly that's what it is mm -hmm. and it's so valuable like how you're saying because this is the information that we need in order to move towards our destiny and in order to embrace our truth. And it's like, how can you get to where you want to go when you don't have this information of like where I am is not it. Yeah, the pain, the pain is feedback. Exactly. You know, the pain is feedback. And I think the pain in so like when we aren't truly being authentic, when we aren't truly, when we are betraying ourselves, when we're lying to ourselves, when we're 
disconnecting from, from our deeper desires, from our deeper truth, when we're not honoring ourselves, it's meant to be painful. <laughs> it's meant to be painful. Like, like if, you, if you eat poison, it's going to be painful. You lie to yourself, it's going to be painful. It's not, it, it's not meant to be like, well, I lie to myself and I feel fantastic. It, it doesn't work <laughs> that way. And so the fact that we feel pain, I think is a signal that part of us is actually healthy. The alarm system in our you know, consciousness is, is, is working. The challenge is we often don't pay attention to it. You know, we often don't. We, we, it's the denial of it that causes more pain. And so I think yeah. there is something in our culture that doesn't create the space to embrace our pain and have a relationship with yeah. the pain in the way you were saying, because, you know, from the moment we were, we were born, we're taught to avoid pain. We're taught to defend from the pain. We're taught to Don't not cry. feel the pain. You're Don't fine. cry. You're fine. Be okay. <laughs> yeah. you, you switch on the television, TV says, wow, you feel pain. Pop a pill, you know, you feel pain, right. buy, buy this thing, don't, whatever you do, don't feel the pain. So there's something inside of us as human beings that we don't tend to acknowledge the pain because we feel as though it will be too much. We feel as though we can't handle it. We feel as though it's going to be overwhelming, that we'll never come back, that we're going to stay stuck in it. And what we have to realize is that, that all feelings are transitory. And all feelings remain present until fully felt. And when we truly, truly feel the feeling with total awareness, no resistance, as you were saying, it, it will dissolve. Every feeling has a natural cycle, maybe some more layers than the other, but every feeling dissolves when we, when we actually feel them fully. And so I think one thing that would really help people, and you started touching on it, is when we take the label off of the feeling, this is what I found is really helpful. When you take the label off of the feeling and don't even label it pain, uh, uh, guilt or shame or resentment, but you just actually feel the sensation in your body, feel the feeling as sensation in your body without that label it, and truly embrace that, you'll find that the wave and the layer of that feeling begins to dissolve naturally. The, the thing is, I think many times we think that we're feeling the feeling but we're actually thinking about the feeling. We're thinking yeah. about the pain. And a lot of people say, but I've been feeling this pain for years, but, but we've actually been thinking about the pain and thinking <laughs> about how we shouldn't be feeling the pain and thinking about and analyzing the pain rather than just experiencing the sensation of what it is through the body and allowing that to dissolve. And I think there's a difference is thinking about the, the, the feeling versus truly experiencing the feeling and allowing that to dissolve and so when we do things move and then we're able to use that pain to recalibrate okay wh yeah. where is this showing me that i'm off where is this showing me that i need to be more honest with myself about who i am and about what i feel you know i i often think about you know the only thing to fear is fear itself and i always hated that as a kid i'm like that makes no sense what are you talking about but now i understand it's the anticipation of the pain that is so much worse. It is so much worse, especially if you try to dull it, than just feeling it for a moment. It's so much quicker. You know, it's, it's, it's like a hack. It's like a hack that we don't want to do because we're afraid. But I think that the way you said pain is just feedback. Joy is feedback. You know what I mean? Like if we can take away the word pain, which has so much weight behind it and, and you know, negative, I guess, connotations, 
and just say, this is feedback. You know, I touch a hot stove. My finger's telling me not to do that again. Maybe I shouldn't. I go lay on a beach and I have nothing on my agenda, but to feel good. That's telling me that I really like this and I want to do more of that. It's all feedback. So I think if we can, and I know nobody's going to be perfect at this, but if you can try to maybe take, as you said, beautifully take the labels off and just recognize it for what it is. It is, it is your, it's your GPS for navigating this crazy human experience. What I like, what I don't like, what feels good, what doesn't feel good and, and navigate accordingly. I think it, it would take a lot of stress off of a lot of people, I think, because taking away that word pain just for me is a the game labels. changer. Yeah. The labels, I mean, the labels and, and the preconceived idea of what that mm -hmm. feeling means. Yes. You know, we have so many preconceived ideas about what this means, what guilt means, how we should be feeling, how we shouldn't be feeling, what that is, this is good, this is bad. And yep. I say, no feeling is good or bad. It's just energy. It's, it's just yes. energy. And so when we kind of take that label off and we just experience it, it's not good or bad. There's no resistance. It tends to move through and it tends to dissolve, you know? So when we feel the negative feelings and we really just have a relationship with them without resistance, they tend to dissolve much quicker. And then also on the flip side, what we tend to do is when we feel a so-called positive feeling, we tend to hold on to it and want to keep that forever. It's like, I don't want this to go. And that tends to sort of dissolve it and push it away. And so when we can just also, even with the positive feeling, just experience it without yeah. attachment, experience it without holding on or fear of like, I hope this, I hope I can hold on to this feeling forever, knowing that it's energy. Energy moves. Energy circulates. Everything has a cycle that nothing lasts forever. And then we can just experience what we're experiencing while we're experiencing it. Then likely, even with the positive feeling, because we're not resisting or trying to hold on to it, it may last. We might find that it tends to last longer, you know. And, and so I've also found that when we, when we suppress the pain, the so-called negative feeling, we also limit our capacity on the flip side to experience the joy because always that, that, say that. that we that always, muscle, yes, we do right? always say that, that it's like a pendulum connected. swing yeah. yeah it's connected we're well and it's like we're in sync yeah we're super in sync I, like whenever people have me on podcasts and they're like oh tell me your story and I'm like oh yeah I was like really really depressed like almost committed suicide went through this whole struggle bus and then on the other side like I had the capacity for joy that I never had before the depression you because yeah. you stretch yourself in one direction and there has to be like this balance, uh, not a balance, but you get stretched one way and you also get stretched the other way. So your capacity to feel all things yeah. expands. Expense. And yeah, I want to touch, I want to like rewind mm. a tiny bit to, cause I loved when you were talking about the difference between thinking about a feeling versus yeah. feeling a feeling in the body. And I would love to elaborate on that and give like an example. So let's pretend that I'm the client, you're the coach. Cause I do this with my clients all the time in session, like teaching people how to feel. Nobody teaches us how to feel right. Yeah. So it's like, okay, let's say that I come to Coot and I'm feeling like sad. Really. I have all these stories in my mind, just went through a breakup, blah, 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 whatever that would look like in my body me, maybe I'm expressing this in session, like, oh, I feel like my heart's really heavy. I'm noticing that there's water welling up in my eyes. I'm feeling the energy move down into my throat. I feel like there's something stuck in my throat. 
Um, I'm feeling that my forehead kind of has tension, like just noticing the sensations in the body. That is, I guess, like a simple example of like what it is to feel. And I always find that it's helpful at first to like have a practitioner because it can be scary if you're not used to being with your feelings, right? So to have someone holding space and be like, you're not going to die. It's okay. You're doing really good. Tell me more about what you're experiencing. Like, let's get curious about this. Let's make it okay to feel how you feel. That is like the most transformational because I don't know if you notice this with your clients, but I notice with my clients, people go into their feelings and within moments to minutes, it, the heaviness passes. They're like, oh my gosh, I haven't felt this much relief in like three years. And I'm like, yeah. that's because you're running away the whole time. Exactly. You didn't actually yeah. feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That is very poignant. Did I use that right? Poignant to talk about? <laughs> Word of the day, okay. Word um, of the day. No, it, and it is very important. And I think all of us here, we tend to attract guests on the show who you know, obviously are in sort of the same field that we are. We're all helpers. We're all coaches. We're all uh, mentors and teachers in that way. And I think that more people like you who are out in the world and recognizing that, okay, see, here's, here's what gets me about you, sir, is you grow up as an empath and you're like, I want to help these people where most people who feel everybody's feels want to just, nope, I can't. And they just, because they don't, know how to process all of the stuff coming in all the time. And I would love to take a moment as a fellow empath to pick your brain as oh. to what do you do? <laughs> what have you put into practice maybe as an empath that kind of helps you not separate yourself, or maybe that is the right word, or put up some boundaries to where you're not just absorbing all the energy all the time? Mm. I, to be honest, or is it natural? Are you just naturally gifted yeah, at this? <laughs> you know, to, to, to be honest, I, I, I don't really think about it that much. Uh -huh. And, you know, I can't give you some fancy thing that I do. That's mm -hmm. like, oh, I do this thing and I do that thing. You know, I think it's just the slow cultivation over time mm -hmm. of working with people one-on-one -on -one in the beginning stages. And it was really through that expanding my capacity to hold more energy ah. expanding my capacity just to hold a bit more energy and a little bit expanding my capacity to because i've worked with thousands and thousands of expanding and a bit more and a bit more and it's been you know decades of just expanding my own nervous system's capacity to to hold energy and work with clients to be honest so it's not really one thing i mean i have my own meditation practice i have different things but also you know as a, as a facilitator when i work with people um i really am clear that i'm not the healer it's not my job to fix anyone to heal anyone if, if for lack of a better word god does the work i'm really just holding the space and i really believe that you know it's not my job to heal someone that there really is. So that really takes the pressure off, you know, of having to hold the space, having to do it, being the one that's doing it, being the one that's healing, being the one that's facilitating, being the one that is causing the transformation. And if anything, over time, I've just endeavored to get myself out of the way and, yep. and really trusting the innate intelligence inside of each person, inside of each client that knows exactly what to do if I can just be present with them in a way. And obviously there's ways I work with them, but but I think that that internal shift of 
knowing it's not like I'm the one that's going to do something. It's really over the years just freed me up to just to be with people and yeah. not have to, to take on the energy like I've got to do something to get them to be something. And there's a tremendous amount of freedom I found in that as well. Yeah, I totally agree. I always say you're walking the path. I'm just shining a flashlight and helping you navigate. And I'm just here to make sure you're, you know, we have the container for them to show up authentic, 100% unapologetic, feel what they feel, be who they are. And as you said, yeah, work it out in the way that they know how that they, you know, let them be in their power. Everybody knows what to do. There's an innate intelligence inside of every Mm -hmm. single human being that knows exactly how to heal. You know, I think if we cut our finger, without even having to be a good person, meditating, yeah. praying, doing it. Like, it, <laughs> knows how to, it knows how to heal. And oh so I think goodness. that same innate intelligence is inside of every person's yeah. psyche. If we're able to hold the space, like for your finger, you hold the space, you keep it clean. You hold the space. You're not mm-hmm. like holding the space. You just create the space of cleanliness. So mm-hmm. I think with, with a client too, when we're able to hold just the space of loving and empathetic compassion, and non-judgment that it really facilitates a healing frequency a healing uh, environment for someone to self-correct in many ways obviously there's ways and ways of working with them inside of that yeah that is the core foundation so yeah how did you sleep last night if you answered anything other than amazing which is how i slept last night and i'm about to tell you why then tune in because I have a super awesome product that I'm going to recommend to you guys. It will change your life for the best. What are they? They are cozy earth sheets. Oh my gosh. I slept like a baby last night and I have been every night thanks to cozy earth because they are literally the softest, most luxurious, best temperature regulating sheets on the planet. It's literally like sleeping on a cloud. You guys, I cannot rave enough. And also Jeffrey is obsessed. He was like, where'd you get these sheets? These are amazing. I was like, I don't know if you don't believe me. Cozy earth has been featured on Oprah's most favorite things for the last four years in a row. So crazy. So obviously Oprah's a fan. I'm a fan because they're made from super soft viscose from bamboo cozy earth sheets breathe so you can sleep at the perfectly regulated temperature all year round and with thousands of five-star reviews including mine and jeff's it's no wonder that cozy earth sheets have become the bedding of choice for interior designers and celebrities cozy earth even offers a 100 night sleep trial which means you have up to 100 nights to sleep on it wash it Try it out. And if you're not completely in love, just send it back for a full refund. Cozy Earth products are designed to last as well, which means you can rest easy, pun intended, knowing that there's a 10-year warranty. Cozy Earth sheets now also come in four awesome colors for you to check out. So I highly encourage you to go to CozyEarth.com slash in because our audience can now save 35% on Cozy Earth bamboo bedding. You guys, this is a steal, 35%. Go to CozyEarth.com slash V-I-B-I-N. Hurry because this offer will end soon. That's CozyEarth.com slash Vibin. CozyEarth.com slash Vibin. I don't know. Is I know when I get off coaching calls, I feel like 
so like, yes, yeah. <laughs> I helped someone today. <laughs> like it's really, I don't know, rewarding, I guess. I don't know, fulfilling, exciting. It's, it's cool to watch transformation and healing happen in real time, I think, which I'm sure you can relate to Coot since you do similar work, but I really want to dive into your books. Can we talk about your books? So I haven't read them yet. So please give us a little briefing on each one, intrigue us so that the audience can go pick the one they want to read, read them all. I I would love to dive maybe into the magic of surrender because that's Mm -hmm. kind of top of my heart these days and and really what I'm very excited about. I mean, you are the one is the first book. It's amazing. People loved it. I think magic of surrender was a whole nother level. And I think it's really relevant for the times that we're living in right now especially given the last couple of years and the sort of evolution of where we are as a humanity um let's see surrender you know i think in so many ways that word is misunderstood i think that word there's so many myths and misconceptions about surrender that it's something that we tend to run away from shy away from kind of like going to the dentist and so uh there's this myth that surrender is weak that surrender is passive that if you surrender you're going to be taken advantage of you're going to be left behind you're going to be a doormat you're going to not manifest your goals your dreams your desires that that you're going to get less in life and really what i want people to perhaps understand is that surrender is the most powerful thing that you can do. Surrender is the key to greatness. Surrender is the key to your next level. Surrender is the key to the great ones. If you look at Jesus, if you look at Buddha, if you look at Gandhi, if you look at Mother Teresa, if you look at if you look at Bob Marley, if you look at even at Elon Musk, if you look at Mandela, if you look at uh, Martin Luther King, at some point, they all had to surrender themselves to life, surrender themselves to their souls, surrender themselves to that vision that was seeking to express through them. So I think that, you know, I think it's not that it, you would get less if you surrender. I'm actually proposing kind of a new paradigm of if you surrender, what if you got more? More than you could even imagine and more than you could even plan with your logical, mental, ego, identity-based capacity. And so surrender is to let go of control or at least the illusion of control that we think that we have. You know, if you look at the last couple of years, we thought we were in control until COVID hit and the world, world blew apart. We're like, maybe I'm not as in control as I thought. And so Control is the master addiction. And so surrender is letting go of this kind of illusion. Uh, Surrender is is when we stop trying to force and manipulate life to fit into our limited idea of how we think it should be, is when we let go of this idea of who we think we should be and how we think our life should be so that we can truly just open to the life, the authentic life that is seeking to express through us and emerge through us. And, And so I think, when we take the limits off of life and we truly surrender and open to life, then we move into another dimension of possibilities. You know, we move into another dimension of true, infinite possibilities because now we are truly, truly open. And so there's a shift in question. You know, to me, the old paradigm is when we live this question about what, what, what do I want? You have to know what you want to get what you want and set your goals. And, and that's great, but what I found is sometimes you might get what you want or get what you thought you wanted only to realize that what you thought you wanted is not what you really wanted. It's just kind of what you thought you wanted based on who you thought you were. And so we don't really ask the question, well, who, who is the I that wants? Who is, who is the I? You know? And so in the paradigm of surrender, and I think as a humanity, we're moving in, we're being, 
we've been thrown into a two-year global seminar on surrender yeah. collectively. Mm -hmm. And we've been in, being initiated into a new way of being, a way of being that that is that is more to live more in alignment with the universe, more in alignment with nature, more in alignment with our souls. And so for me, the question that we can start asking ourselves is what is it that what is it that life wants to express through? What is it that life, what is the deepest expression? What is what is what is the deepest impulse of what life wants to manifest through me, create through me, live through me, express through me, and to really then align ourselves with that deeper intuition, that deeper impulse of life. Then when we align our thoughts, our strategy, our resources, our money, our actions with the true impulse of life, then we're in the flow, then we're in alignment. And to me, that's surrender. So surrender isn't just being passive, sitting there doing nothing. It's living in alignment and then moving into action in sync with the flow of your own soul. And to me, that's, that's when magic happens, you know? And so the book is called The Magic of Surrender. Basically, if you want magic, magic being that which is beyond your own limited capacity to imagine your own life for yourself, what is beyond that, a bigger life, uh, if you want magic, you've got to surrender. The challenge is most of us, we want the magic, but we don't want to surrender. We're like, I want the magic, but I want to hold on to who I've been. And I say the next level of our lives requires the next level of us. And the next level of us requires that we let go of what's no longer aligned. But as human beings, we tend to hold on to who we were and what we were and what's comfortable out of familiarity, out of self-preservation, out of safety. But in doing so, we just block our blessing. We block that next level. And so I think surrender is the new way to manifestation, the new way to creating. Um, you know, I, I look at the great ones. I don't think Man, uh, Mandela could have even written on a journal, goal board, vision board. Yeah, I'll spend 27 years in prison and I'm going to end up being Mandela. There's no, there's no plan for that. Yeah. So I think when we surrender, we tap into an intelligence that is bigger than our limited identity. And that's when the real miracles, the real magic happens. That's when we tap into another dimension of possibility. And, and life begins to manifest through us. Life begins to create through us. Life begins to live through us. And that's when we transcend ourselves. And so that's the invitation in, in the way of surrender. Oh, yes. My gosh. I just know there's so many situations in my own life. And I know everybody listening has at least one of these that they can look back on where you're like, dang, I'm glad that didn't work out the way I thought I wanted it to. Man, I'm so glad that worked out. And, or, or, right? or this I'm, worked out so much better than I ever could have planned for. So much better. And that's the idea. Like, imagine if you could just be more intentional with letting, we just, we refer to it as the universe or a higher power, letting yes. the higher power take up, take some of that. So that you don't, you know, we always say the how is none of your business. Like <laughs> you, you decide the feeling and what you want to bring more of into your life. And, and that's, that's all your, that's it. That's it. Everything else, just leave it to the universe or a higher power. It knows what it's doing. It knows. This, this <laughs> intelligence that has been around for billions and billions and billions of years. Yeah. Billions of years. Yeah. The same intelligence that right now you and I, we've been having this conversation and we've been breathing, breathing, breathing. It's been mm -hmm. happening. We've been having this conversation. We're not sitting here going, shit, I have to breathe, 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 breathe. Don't forget breathe. to breathe. You know, we, we, don't forget to breathe. We, we ate breakfast this morning and none of us are sitting here going, digest, digest. It's just, there's an intelligence of trillions and trillions of cells being coordinated and synchronized 
in spite of us, without our conscious awareness. To me, this intelligence is functioning, you functioning, me functioning, 8 billion people functioning, the sun, the star, the moon, the cockroaches, the whales, the oceans, all of existence. It is doing life. It is life. This is, and we are, as human beings, we are a part of this life. We are a part of this nature. Yet somehow, through technology, through media, through conditioning, we have just forgotten that we are a part of nature. And so out of that, we try to control every single thing and we attach this sense of identification to that, that we are these little egos that we're running the show, we're running our life. But in, in reality, the ego's job, this idea of what we think we are, is to just reinforce its own false existence, you know? And so I think surrender is letting go and truly opening ourselves to the fact that we are a part of the flow, we are a part of life. You know, how is it that we trust Siri? more than we trust life. Siri, how do I get to, you know, the gym? Turn left, turn right. We don't, we don't even question Siri, but the moment our soul says, yeah, write that book. Wait, are you sure? No, I can't right. do that. We question. Yeah, and so we know how to trust. We've just been conditioned to trust what's not necessarily authentic, you know? And oh so I think God. life is giving us, every moment life is giving us, every moment of life is proof that we can trust. Look at it. Every time every, you inhale is proof that time, you can trust. Every, every surrender is hardwired into our physiology. We breathe in, we breathe out. It's the nature of life. Every time the sun comes out is proof that well, maybe, maybe I can trust this existence. And so I think the more we do, you know, cultivate the trust, the more we can relax, the more life flows, the more magic happens, mm -hmm. you know? And so we tend to surrender as a last resort when all hell breaks loose, shit hits the fan, we've done everything, you know, our hair catches fire, we're about to die. Okay, I surrender. And I'm actually saying, well, what if we actually surrendered from the beginning, from the start, <laughs> as a way of living? What, yeah. what would be possible? Because we see what's possible when we're in the final minute of our life and we surrender and usually mm -hmm. oh, something happens. What would be possible if we live that way? And so I think that's, that's the invitation. I have some exciting news and that is that my fourth book my pocket guide to manifestation is officially available to order for pre-sale so this tiny book packs a punch it has all different chapters for all the areas of your life and within each chapter there are manifesting exercises rituals techniques practices basically all my favorite ways to manifest so you have guided meditations you have scripts for scripting you have exercises for releasing resistance pretty much all my favorite tricks tips and tidbits on manifestation are in this book so go check it out my pocket guide to manifestation you can pre-order it wherever books are sold um, and it's available May 10th. So if you pre-order, you'll probably get it on or around May 10th. Very exciting stuff. Happy manifesting. Let me know how it goes. I'm so excited for this book. Thanks for offering this uh, elaborate explanation of surrender, because I think a lot of people confuse surrender for giving up yeah. or yeah. not taking action anymore. And it doesn't have to be any of those things at all. It's you not might, that. You, you might work harder than you've ever worked. Surrender might mean you got to surrender to the fact that 
I need to leave my job because my soul is calling me yeah. in a different direction. And this is what I need to surrender to. And it might mean surrendering to a vision where you're going to have to work 22 hours a day, like, you know, like a, a Martin Luther King, because that's a deeper authentic calling. So surrender is not passivity. And it certainly isn't an abdication of responsibility. It might mean acknowledging what you're really most moved by and what is calling you and go out and protest and really live that and take a stand for that. And so surrender, surrender is certainly not weak. Amen. Like I'm in church. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> church we, of have, life. we have church on Mondays over here. We're <laughs> to the show. <laughs> yes, it's true. I feel like this is a good segue to head over to the Patreon in a moment. Um, so Coot, please tell everyone how they can connect more with you, your work, where they can find you. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, the Magic of Surrender paperback version comes out May the 3rd. So just depending on when folks listen to this interview, May the 3rd, the paperback's out. Go to Amazon, get it there. You'll love the book. Uh, and they those... pre-order is pre-order. Yeah, it's pre-order, pre-order. Yeah, I'm asking everyone to pre-order the book. Uh, those that pre-order the book before May the 3rd, I'm doing a very special live event, virtual live event that I want to invite everyone to. You pre-order the book, you get to come to the three-hour deep dive virtual live event for free as a gift. Uh, it's called Reinvent Life. I'm going to teach you how to reinvent yourself and the seven phases of reinvention. The website for that is cooplaxon.com forward slash reinvent seminar. Cooplaxon, my name, .com forward slash reinvent seminar. Hope to see folks there. And then, yeah, I'm, I'm reachable on Instagram, cooplaxon, Facebook. Go follow Coop him Blackson. on Instagram. You always have such good content on your Instagram. And that's kind of how I introduced myself and my husband to you. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to check this guy out. So husband approved. Go check him out. He's hi awesome. to husband. <laughs> yeah. Everyone does. Abel's the best. He's a Abel is guy. the best. We gotta have he him. He always on. comes up on the show and we're just like, Abel's the best. But he's never hey, like Abel. been on the show. I feel like we need to bring him on one day. So everyone's so annoying though. Abel. Because no, he's annoying because I'm like I'm the one, right? Who has the clients and is the coach and does all these like things and, <laughs> and I'll have a bad day and I'll be like, oh, why is this ugh? And he's like, listen, that's not, that's manifesting. And I'm like, Ugh. and I guess it's so annoyed because he feels like, get out back. of here with my own medicine. Yeah. Don't want he feeds me back what I, what I absolutely need to hear. It's keeping you on track. <laughs> but I don't want to. Anyway, love you. Okay. So let's go to the Patreon and have some more fun. And just for a few more minutes, you got a, you got a little bit of time to waste with us or sure. add more value, I guess, not waste. <laughs> Um, great. Well, we will see you over on patreon.com slash high vibe. If you're not a member, go become a member. There's so much bonus content and exclusives and geez, goodies and free stuff. And we always have, sometimes we do little hangouts in there. So it is fun. It is the VIP place to be. Ooh, I like that. VIP place to be making the rhymes. Oh yeah. Okay. Let's rhyme some more on the other side. We love you guys. Have a great Bye. day, week. Um, we love you. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning into the show and being a part of our High Vibe Net community. Make sure if you're loving this episode or any episode to subscribe. Every week we're coming out with new content for you guys. And you can also join our email list. So lindsayrobinson.com, kelseyaida.com. We send email reminders every week about the episodes if you want to be also in the loop that way. And be sure to connect with us on social at Lindsay Robinson and at Kelsey Aida.
And of course, if you guys want to join the Patreon to get bonus content, extended episodes on video and exclusive hangouts and things that we only give to our VIPs, you can join at patreon.com slash high vibe. You can start for as little as three bucks a month. So super easy, super quick and super fun to be there. Also, leave us a review. If you guys love this episode or any of our episodes, go tell us about it in the reviews and share with a friend that needs it. We love you guys. We'll see you next week and have a great one.